0: Today on the ZabeCast, flying on an airplane used to be such a genteel affair. What happened? Surely there's some rules we could all adhere to. An owner by any other name surely smells just as sweet. Notorious J A Y talks NBA Finals. The unwatchable doldrums of sports in the summer. Hank Haney and the greatest NBA montage ever made. Your extra daily dose of me is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Monday, June 3rd, 2019. Thank you for downloading. Before I get to notorious J A Y in his typical Monday spot to talk NBA finals and more, came across this piece uh, from a website called the Bulwark.com. The six rules everyone should follow when flying. Oh boy, here we go. Can't we all just get along? Number one is shoes. They say there's a simple rule to flying with shoes. Wear them. Why this is so violated, it's beyond me. It's completely disgusting. And we should be able to throw people off flights for taking off their shoes. And, oh, does that include me and my socks, Zabe? Yes, it does. Well, what about women with open-toed sandals? Or flip-flops, and their foot, their feet are basically out, except for a, a little thin thing in the bottom. Well, that's we're going to have to call that legal, because they have footwear, and they are keeping it on their feet. Well, what's the big deal if I just slip it off for comfort during the flight? No, no, get off the flight. Uh, you, wear shoes. Be civil. Number two, reclining. They say that if you paid for the seat and it reclines, it's acceptable to recline it. But you should do it only at cruising altitude. They say that there's no reason to jam your seat back only to be told repeatedly that it's going to be upright for takeoff and landing. But some people do that. They're like, all right, well, we got 15 minutes for takeoff. There we go. I love that extra seven degrees of, of recline. Personally, I don't think... Seat should recline at all. But that that's a great debate that's never going to get solved. Clothing, number three. The whole I need to be comfortable thing, they say, is one thing. But if you're wearing pajamas or underwear or if you haven't showered or brushed your teeth or if your clothes are dirty, would you want to sit next to you? Answer is, of course, no. Baggage, rule number four of flying. The airlines, according to this piece, have basically surrendered on enforcing their carry-on rules, although some I've seen before make you jam your luggage into that little square thingamajig at the gate. And it's a double-edged sword because, on the one hand, they gouge you for baggage fees, most carriers, except for Southwest, so there's a financial incentive to push the limits on your carry-on. And in fairness to passengers, every overhead bin is of a different size, shape, and depth. They may claim it's industry standard, but you know it's not. Some are skinnier, some are shallower than others, and you may not even know unless you do some real digging as to, well, what piece of equipment, what plane am I flying on before you actually get on? Then there's the noise issue. They say that if your headphones are so loud that people can hear them next to you, they're too loud. I don't know if that's really an issue anymore with these higher-end headphones that most people have, but okay, whatever. And then the sixth rule for flying is food. Saying if you're going to bring food on, it's up to you to not stink up the cabin. Even if you think that General So's chicken is the most delightful, wonderful-smelling food in the world, other people... May not. And then if you bring a garlic and anchovy white pizza onto a plane, you are basically fucking evil. And with that, I agree. Before we get to Jay, one more story. And I guess this is, <laughs> this is part and parcel for the day and age we live in, the times we live in. Headline, NBA teams moving away from owner as a title. After Golden State Warriors star Draymond Green argued against using that term of owner on LeBron James's HBO show The Shop late last year, the issue has gained steam per TMZ Sports, and at least two teams have already stopped using it. You shouldn't say owner, said Draymond Green, saying it invoked images of slavery. Oh, what? Because the league's all black? Okay. You know, coffee shops have owners. Laundromats have owners. Shouldn't be that big of a deal, but I guess it is. The Sixers apparently have changed the title of their owners to managing partners. And Steve Ballmer of the Clippers is listed as chairman on the team's website. Wait a minute. Isn't Kim Jong-un a chairman? Wasn't Mao a chairman? Aren't some of the most brutal dictators chairmen? Owner, chairman, boss, and a hefe. John Stewart, in one of the more idiotic statements I've heard, says, when your product is purely the labor of people, then owner sounds like something that is of a feudal nature. Uh, what? When your product is purely the labor of people. Well, nobody's product is purely the labor of people. The NBA's product also consists of marketing and uh stadium and physical locations and a plant and a facility so to speak and um there's more to it than just straight labor and that would be true of anything plus how many businesses have no employees so stupid whatever John Stewart However, TMZ notes there is not pressure coming from the NBA itself to change the titles of owners to chairman or uh, managing partner or majority shareholder. We refer to the owners of our teams as governors, the league told TMZ in a statement. Each team is represented on our board of governors. Why, some of the most evil, racist governors of the South were governors. Well, that's insensitive as well. It's just enough to make you shake your head and go, okay. As that is a barometer, if an average salary in the NBA of $5 million for a league that is, I think, 93% black or African-American or international African-American or or Afro-International, if this is the last little block you got to knock down, man, we're doing pretty good in America. That's what I say. Not, not,
1: notorious, notorious. Not, not, notorious.
0: To the main streets of Exurban, Baltimore. Maryland, Hello. Mr. J, how we doing? How are you doing, Steve? I'm <laughs> doing very good. You do oh. know, you do know, you're a you're an absolute okay. cult now, of favorite. Of
1: course, I can't hear you on the phone, and I just heard you riffing about phone's not working. There you are. Is that oh. better?
0: I was gonna say, you know, you're a cult favorite here on the ZabeCast. I would dare say, you are ranked number one. So don't take the haters who just nitpick you on little things seriously, okay?
1: <laughs> oh no! Well, as you well know, I am I am a combative soul. That's true. So, so I enjoy. You don't
0: that. take them seriously, but you will say "fuck them" if you need to. Yes. Very good.
1: Yes. Of course. Yes. Yes.
0: Fantastic. All right. I really wish that my guests could hear the music as I fade it up and fade it down, but. Maybe that'll be a firmware update with the old Roadcaster Pro. We got a lot to talk about tonight, Jay. Somebody uh, did email me saying, uh, Eddie Prince, actually, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, said, Zabe, have you noticed how you will nitpick Jay, Andy will nitpick you about certain factoids and things that happened once upon a time in Redskins history or sports history? And I said, God, you know what? That's right. That's right. Well, so the the nitpicking rolls downhill, I guess. By age. I
1: was going to say it goes by age. So <laughs> it's,
0: it's, yeah. Except we're the same age, you and I.
1: I think you you're like I mean, two years old, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. About you got me by two years. That's it. Yeah. All
0: right. Let's get right into the basketball, and you being an old head like myself, I knew you'd appreciate the montage that ABC ran to start the broadcast Sunday night. Yes. I, I, s- I soon by I'd now like, you oh. have seen it. Yes. And can comment, I got to say, Jay, I jizzed my pants when I saw that thing.
1: <laughs> Wait a minute. Did you like the, the Jerry West layups? Or-
0: <laughs> Look, I, I recognize that the old school stuff is geriatric basketball by today's standards. But still, it was important to pay homage to where the league was and how it was consumed back then. To the way it is now. That's what I liked about the open is that it wasn't just highlights. They had some shots that I think were staged with actors of the firemen sitting around watching a tube TV in Boston. <laughs> a 16-inch. <laughs> right. Like that That had to be actors. That was not file footage, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. But but that was important, Jay, because that's how the league was consumed back then. Right?
1: <laughs> and, and they were probably watching it. The game was Wednesday. They saw it on Friday <laughs> it was, of course, tape delay.
0: Well, in the bird bur- and the the only highlights they showed were Bird Magic highlights, and those were not tape delay. I believe that was, that was, Magic's right. rookie year they had moved it off of tape delay.
1: I thought Magic's rookie. Well, Magic's rookie year when they beat the Sixers, that was maybe you're right. The, wait a
0: minute. No, a minute. maybe was you're right. Six,
1: was the Sonics Bullets tape delay? I think that
0: was. Yes, it was. And there was so, a quick Elvin Hayes, or maybe yes. it was West Sunselled highlight. It was Elvin Hayes.
1: Was, they were number eleven, so it was Elvin Hayes. But uh, I think, I really do think the Sixers and and uh, Lakers was was the last take delay we saw. In fact, I'm going to go double down and bet one hundred dollars. I'm correct on that.
0: Okay, that there it was the last one. You, you might be right on that. For those I see that. It. For those that don't know, sit come sit at the feet of Uncle Steve and Uncle Jay. <laughs> and the reason that the NBA was on tape delay back then is that its reputation as a league was shit. It had yes. fights left and right with enforcers yes. and goons on teams and that, you know, would mar the quality of play. It had a serious drug problem. A lot of the players had serious cocaine problems because it was quite the drug back in the 70s and early 80s. And it just wasn't a very well-positioned league marketing-wise. And David Stern, despite all of his dictatorial and ruthless uh, instincts, was the one that helped save the league with the help, Jay, of a white kid from Indiana and a a smiling black kid from Michigan who played in L.A. Yes, there was a time when the league was deemed (coughs) too too black too black and too, too drug black. addled even the though knicks, even though jay knicks, even though jay the league was more white back then as a percentage than it is now i think
1: the, the, the knicks had a all-black team i'm not going to say what their nickname was oh, but they had a nickname I'm not, I'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna joke about that but right. that was true yes okay. and the stars of the league i mean let's think about it. before dr j there was nobody marketable in the
0: NBA? Uh, Very few. Yeah. Before before Dr. J. You're digging further back than I can remember. That really is prehistoric times. But anyway, back to the Open. I love the Open, J., because it highlighted what a great fucking game this is. Basketball. You know? It highlighted the spectacular athleticism, timing, and the creativity of basketball, man. Right. Well, your dog is I, it? Is your dog riled up over talking about the NBA again? No,
1: it is. Uh, no, he's looking out the window and he sees somebody walking by with their two dogs. and <laughs> there can be nobody else walking in the neighborhood but him. Buck I,
0: settle yes. down, Buck.
1: <laughs> he is such a dick. He's a huge dick. No, but this here's is, anyway. Here's no. Here's
0: ahead. here's the thing about basketball, and this is why it's so great. It's why it's such a popular global game. There are rules of which the NBA adheres to some of them, like a step and a half. Uh, you can't palm it too egregiously.
1: I saw a double dribble the other day. I know. It's one of the most egregious double dribbles in the history of the game okay. that the refs let go. So
0: You're not allowed to touch guys here or foul them. Like There are some rules to the NBA, to basketball in general, but everything else is up to the artistic Development and interpretation of the athlete. And so you have all these different ball players, Jay, that have different styles. Some are fast, some are skinny, some are strong. And and they all, ha- the greats all have an individual move. Like when they showed the dream shake with Hakeem Elijah on and they showed kids practicing it in a back alley. Ah, muah! beautiful. Very
1: true. Very true. Genius. Very true. Very true,
0: and but they they did
1: have all the great. I mean, I don't think they missed a great highlight. No, they had the the, uh, the Doctor J finger roll underneath the basket, which they were had the most iconic plays. They had Bird they had catching his own birds. Bird oh. catching his
0: own missed shot
1: and shooting it left handed, by the way.
0: Right, and making Backhand. it while going out of bounds. Yes, they they had Ray Allen's corner three for the Miami Heat with the Mike Breen call of dagger. They had Kobe and Shaq. Kobe, where he goes up in the air and dishes it sort of at his waist, behind his back, to Shaq, who then just, you know, Baduka dunks it.
1: They and, and then has the big uh, open mouth as he runs down the court. They had Kevin Garnett with uh, everything is possible.
0: Which right. Which I kind of hate,
1: by the way. Because Adidas
0: Adidas paid him for that. Oh, did they? Oh, you didn't hear that? In fact, I think he botched it where he was supposed to say impossible is nothing. Instead, he said, nothing's impossible.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I'm not shocked by that. Okay? Because, <laughs> okay. But he said it like 19 times.
0: Impossible so. is nothing. Oh, yeah, here it is. Ball is life, June 17, 2015. Kevin Garnett screams, anything is possible, when instead the... Uh, the 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 phrase that Adidas wanted him to say was "impossible is nothing." Oops. Do you, think,
1: do you think he got his money?
0: Yeah, I did. How about Magic Johnson in the locker room saying "back to back"?
1: Well, they did. The one they didn't get was Isaiah. Remember when he won and oh, uh, he sang a R and B song. Into the microphone, into the camera. Oh, really? I can't remember when they first won their their title. That was a great iconic moment.
0: These, by the way, were all finals moments. I think they made sure. So in other words, like Isaiah doing that little happy dance uh, in a circle. That was a final, wasn't it? I think that was against the Celtics in the ECF, but I may be wrong about that.
1: Oh, I think you're correct. That was not in the final. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right.
0: But so many great highlights, and and I gotta say that the second shot they showed of LeBron making the block that will go that has gone down in history and will be echoed through the years. The second the chase, angle,
1: the chase down block.
0: Yes, the yes. second angle was so spectacular. It was so clean. It was like super slow mo, high definition, and it's fucking amazing. And then they dot it with little Twitter reacts to sort of show, okay, once upon a time, you and your old man would gather at the firehouse to watch a black-and-white TV. Now people are watching the finals, and they're on social media talking about how great that play was.
1: But then they had some shots like, I wish I was around to watch Jerry West hit that half-court shot.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Like, I was like, oh, my God, I'd love to have seen that in real time.
0: Who was the player, I think, for the Celtics that dove for a loose ball and skidded on his elbows like 20, like 20 feet.
1: No, that was Havlicek. That was Havlicek.
0: Yeah. No, Just... no,
1: no, no. It's Dave Cowens. I'm sorry. It's Dave Cowens. <laughs> now, shit, I went through every Sunday and it was Dave Cowens.
0: <laughs> Just showing that pure-ass hustle. Ah, it's so good. Anyway, let's get to the actual finals themselves. Now tied at one apiece. Did you like game two?
1: Uh, I loved how the, uh, Raptors played a box and one.
0: Uh, that was awesome. The old box and one on Steph Curry.
1: I mean, which you'll never. But the only reason they could play that was because there was no. uh, They had nobody else to score. Sure. So that's why they could play that. Which, well, but great, great coaching.
0: Clay but, Thompson scored.
1: But it's no, no. Clay was out when they went to the box and one. Oh,
0: that was late. Yeah. Got
1: it. I mean, that was that was awesome. I love the 18-0 and 0 run, which we have never seen before from what the uh, stats tell us. Right. In the third quarter. <laughs> are they the best third quarter team in the history of basketball?
0: They have to be. They're pretty there's, goddamn they, they, good.
1: There's been no team better than them in the third quarter. And you know they're what? like another team. They're like another team <laughs> in the NBA. They should be like team 33 or whatever, how many teams there are. And you know what? I have,
0: I have ripped Boogie Cousins as a malcontented, lazy bag of shit but he was really pretty good in game two.
1: Was he the reason they won? Oh, no, you know what? It was more than, I think it was the, the less the Raptors did. Kyle Lowry, God, you come up small all the time. <laughs> Jesus he's, Christ.
0: He, he's a, he, you know what Kyle Lowry is? Kyle Lowry is a star that people insist is a star, but other smart people go, he's not a star. He, he's just a he, guard. He's just a
1: guy. He's just – he is better than average.
0: Yeah, that's pretty but yet much we've it. Been
1: made to, but, we, but yet we've been made to believe that Kyle Larry is an all-star. No, he's been an all-star. That doesn't mean he's an all-star.
0: Right. Kareem Skyhook uh, will – I'm looking at the highlights now. I'm sorry. I'm back on this stupid montage because I had to get one thing.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, you love montages. Oh, fucking because
0: so <laughs> you, you it's you know because it's artwork jay that's what it is this is and this is all shared history of being a sports fan magic's baby hook in the lane to gut the celtics in 84 85 something like that
1: did they Amazing. have uh did they have bur- uh uh the steel from on isaiah i can't remember Was that one on there
0: uh don't know dennis, dennis johnson yeah might uh again I sometimes forget if these are finals or not finals. So That was not a final then. All right, so anyway, here we are, 1-1, one, one, going back to Oakland. And By the you've way, got... too, much
1: rest for these ba- too much rest for these bastards. Jesus Christ. It's going oh. to be two weeks. This is like the longest series
0: ever. I've already said, boo, 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 this Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Monday bullshit. Actually, not Monday, but it, we're going to go Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, Jay. When everyone and their mom wanted Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, everyone and their mom would have preferred Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, period.
1: I mean, there's nothing on TV to watch, which sucks. So now, so now I got to watch the MLB channel to get my fix of sports, you know, watching the goddamn draft.
0: You know, there is something that one of our podcast ecosystem contributors said to me in a text. He loves to watch good old Ron Thomas, I couldn't believe this when he said it, he says he loves to watch girls softball. Why? That's what I said. I said, I am not a misogynistic pig, at least not when it comes to sports. I'll watch women's sports that appeal to me. I'll watch the LPGA. Uh, by the way, we should talk about Hank Haney before we're oh, done today. We have to. I have to talk yes. about that. Um, but I think as a product, softball is just not good because these gals can throw so many pitches and they throw a shit ton of no-hitters. There's very little actual ball in play action. And it just, to me, is not a very good sport as a product to watch. I mean, no let's
1: thoughts. be honest. We're only watching it so we can see the next Jenny Finch. That's oh, the no. only reason your buddy, Ron Thompson, is everywhere. Ron, what's his name? Ron, Ron Thomas. Ron Thomas. He's only watching to see if there's another Jenny Finch. Let's, not, Maybe. let's be real. Maybe. Let's he may real.
0: he may not admit that. But the other thing about softball, and I covered uh, women's softball or girls' softball, whatever you want to call it, in college at UC Santa Barbara, the Harvard of the West. And I covered <laughs> women's.
1: You did that on purpose? I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude, sorry.
0: I I wrote for the student newspaper, sports section. I broadcast for the student radio station. We did every goddamn game under the sun. Men, women, you name it. I did a water polo game on Radio J. Water polo. On radio. A fucking radio. Campus radio. A 5,000-watt tin-can campus station. And welcome to the event center pool for the Gauchos against San Jose State in water polo. Then it goes something like this. He passes it. He passes it back. He uh, passes it again. There's a lot of splashing. There's some thrashing. Looks like we're gaining ground. Oh, no, wait. The ball's on the other end. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god oh
0: yeah sorry, sorry. oh yeah it's anyway
1: go back to your point i'm sorry I...
0: so so the, the the thing about uh girls softball or just softball in general i don't like the scale of the game it scales poorly if you ask me and so there's not enough action i would rather have these gals just play baseball jay and you can have them play baseball on a field size that is more appropriate to their, you know, physical limitations. The oh, only God. the only problem with that is that you would have to have fields specifically retrofitted for girls' baseball. Like split the difference between little league, which is 45 feet. And, and the, a full diamond, which is 60 feet, 6 inches from the pitcher's mound. Who would watch that? Nobody. Who watches softball?
1: I, I, I'm I sure they're – well, no, that's not true. Uh, one of my best friend coaches his uh, daughter's 12U uh, Unlimited, and he's all about softball. I'm guessing he would watch it.
0: Ron Thomas. He watches yeah, Ron, softball. Yeah,
1: my, my buddy Jimmy and Ron Thomas. That's it. They're yeah. watching that. I mean –
0: Okay. So the other thing is, I think that to get girls into the sport, they would be turned off by some of the hardships of real hardball, like getting beaned. Baseball a
1: hard sport. Yeah. It
0: is, right? It's the sport of Ty Cobb, hard men who once <laughs> played the game, you know? <laughs> but it's, I, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's f- hard to play, it's full of failure and strikeouts, it hurts to get beaned. It's tough. And I think that'd be a barrier for entry for girls at a younger age, as sexist as that may sound to some people. I'm just a realist. I'm just a realist.
1: I, I they I mean, we're the only, only reason it's on ESPN is because of Title IX, correct?
0: No, 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 now, no, no. no, no, I no, 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 you, you know why
1: better ratings than the spelling bee. I bet you the spelling bee kills
0: <laughs> girls softball. Eight, in eight fact, way, I'm going to
1: guarantee that
0: one. Eight way tie. How do you feel about that?
1: It was, it was riveting, but I bet <clears> you, <throat> you that gets better numbers than women's softball. Yeah. There's well, a reason why it's not in the Olympics anymore. It's boring to watch.
0: <laughs> that's true. They took it out of the Olympics.
1: Christine Brennan is going to hate me, and she used to she used to like me. <laughs> she's going to she's going to hate
0: well, me. Oh yeah! Has she ever heard me say that? <laughs> trying to trying to please her is a it's it's an impossible task. So don't worry about
1: wonderful, it. wonderful wonderful lady. I'm sorry she is. I just can't agree with ninety percent of the things she stands upon. And we'll, but she's a wonderful lady.
0: And we'll get to the hand candy thing in just a second. She uncorked a doozy when it came to when it came to hand candy. But anyway, so the other thing about softball. And I'm going to tread very delicately here on this. Uh oh. And I'm and I'm going it's your to
1: podcast. You don't have to tread delicately. No, because
0: speak... <laughs> shit that I say here could, in theory, be extrapolated out and carried forth. Like, did you see what this guy said that you employ over here on his own podcast over there? Okay. All right. Well, don't bring it up then. No, no, if it's okay. To no, okay. I listen. I'm like Ricky Bobby. I drive fast two inches from the wall. Two hundred <laughs> laps at a time, brother. That's the that's the, the job I gotta do. Ricky um, Bobby
1: crashed though. Remember that. He did <laughs> that's
0: right. And he went through a long period where he couldn't get that's back right. in the car again. No, that's um right. softball attracts quite the constellation of body types. There. How was that for delicate?
1: It's very true. Yes, very true.
0: There is no other true. there is no other girl sport or even boy sport that attracts such a wide variety cuz you will have the trim athletic and the sprite and then you will have your big boppers. And let's put that delicately. And it's important for these girls because they want to be part of something. Being on a team is very important to them. It's a sense of community. It's friendship. It's bonding. And a lot of them, I look at those girls out there, and I think they wouldn't have a good place to be without this sport because they're not necessarily pretty, and they're not necessarily skinny. And society, especially nowadays, is particularly cruel and so I think softball's really good in that regard because they can play the game, and not have to look like some you know skinny bitch who doesn't eat food <laughs> because they're staying ninety two pounds, right? Very true. Very. I'm good. You yeah, know. Very true. I mean the, the the girl for UCLA who pitched oh shit like back to back games and hit the game winning grand slam. Look at me watching these stupid, you know. I was highlights. gonna say,
1: Jesus.
0: I'm acting like you know who this is.
1: <laughs> yeah. I have no clue what you're talking
0: about. Yeah. She was uh she was certainly no underwear model, but that's okay. Neither am I. Neither is neither is this guy Andy Ruiz, <laughs> who knocked out oh. Anthony uh what's his name? Anthony Joshua. Yeah. yeah he,
1: no, he knocked him the fuck out. Yes.
0: So anyway, putting a lid on softball, I think that it's not the greatest of games to watch. I think if you want to watch a good women's sport that's full of action and fun and definitely has the lookers, women's volleyball. volleyball. beat me to it! Ding, ding, ding! Volleyball, volleyball. Not women's even, volleyball. It's not
1: even a second. No, it's you're not right. From a close second. But yeah. women's basketball, horror, terrible to watch. Can I? Can I say something really quickly? Yes. I mean, go in, ahead. In, in, when, when I've heard uh, women again. I heard uh, what's what's. Um, the woman from UConn, who's like the face of the WNBA. I heard her bitching about the ge- gender pay. I'm so sick of hearing this. Oh, God. What, what, what's, what's her name? No, what's her name? She's...
0: Breonna oh, Stewart. Rebecca Lobo. Brianna Stewart.
1: Breonna Stewart. No, no, oh,
0: Brianna Stewart. Stewart, yeah. I
1: heard her yeah. bitching that she got injured because she had to go to Russia mm. to make like a mm. million dollars because some reason Russians pay money to watch women's basketball. I don't yeah. know why, but I'm so sick of hearing women... If it was profitable for us in the United States, we'd love to put you on TV, but nobody goes to your games. And I didn't even know they had a season going. Did you know this?
0: I was aware. I did, didn't. No clue. No I know. Clue. It's a tough one. And now the women's soccer team is oh, in the World God. Cup. I know. I know. I uh, no. Trust me, Jay. I share your feelings. Now, I have in the past had a great affinity For our our ladies, our gals, uh, wearing the red, white, and blue, going back to Brandy Shastain, taking off her her top to show her jog bra and her A-minus cups. Oh, was that wrong? (laughs) Should I not have said that? Okay. I, I I was all about it because my roommate in college, Aaron Heifetz, soccer coach, assistant soccer coach for club soccer teams at UCSB, he was the PR director for the U.S. Women's National Team. Hell, he might still be, for all I know. It's my fault for not keeping up. That said, what the women's soccer team has become is a bunch of unlikable, delusional little bitches. Starting with Hope Solo, who I used to be a big fan of, going on down the line to Megan Rapino, who, anthem stance aside, Jay, when she says, I can't hear the Star-Spangled Banner anymore and think of it in the same way. That's when I say, I'm out. I understand this country has problems, but I can't get with a stance that says, the country is irredeemable now and I see nothing good in it, even though I'm wearing the red, white, and blue.
1: Everybody thinks I should be heard nowadays. That's kind of a problem too, but...
0: I just... I have a hard time with it, given that her stance is so hardcore now and so militant that there's no room for... Well, don't this play is... for
1: the team then, Megan. How about that? Don't play for the team. Right. If, you got, if you're got, if you really that strongly opinionated, yeah. don't play for the team.
0: And of How course, they're arguing for equal pay to the men and the economics, because they, all they see is USA, USA. We win World Cups. Oh they don't. Why are we but, getting one tenth of it? And when the economics is explained to them, they just, they're like, da, la, 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 don't want to yeah. hear it.
1: Yeah. Nobody's watching your game. Could I always say the most overrated event of the last 30 years was the women winning the World Cup? Oh Here's my,
0: why. Oh, my God. Because Christine because, is really going to hate you.
1: Because it was only like four teams who even played soccer on the regular. Oh, right. And they were the best team. They were supposed to win. They didn't have any – they didn't go on like the 80 or the 80 Olympic team. They didn't come out of nowhere and win it. They were the best team in the world. Right. It's the most overrated event in the last 30 years. That, that <laughs> I'm sorry. If they would have lost, I would have been pissed because they were the best team.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hear you on that. They also uh, recently, apparently uh, Rapino and a couple other gals – Started is their own. The tatted
1: one, Rapinoe? was that the tatted up she's,
0: one? She's she's the one who is dating Sue Bird. In fact, they okay. might be married.
1: Oh, that's the one with the spiky, yeah, spiky okay. blonde hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay.
0: Apparently, they started a a company, some clothing company, in which you know they're talking about we're gonna go for equal pay or whatever, and like their business yeah. plan was all about we're getting screwed by the U.S. Soccer Federation, but our company's gonna do it differently. And I thought. Good. Well, maybe your company can go sell a product nobody wants and lose money, and then complain about it. Like this then is totally they have, unfair. They had two
1: professional soccer leagues. Yeah. that both went away in like a year and a half. <laughs> Yeah, like remember the remember the other WNBA league?
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, how
1: long, how long I, did that work? Yeah, and
0: and the WNBA loses money, it's, hand over well, fist, year over year, but it's subsidized. Yes by, by the, NBA. the NBA because it's like
1: welfare for the NBA it is no not like it is
0: right it is because they figure it's a good community outreach tool it's good for their corporate image the buildings have to be air conditioned anyway in the summer and they've got to give the PR people something to do in the summer that are full-time <laughs> employees
1: i i told somebody watch the wf watch the it was well it was when the the uh, college the women's college final four they never have anything but tight shots. They never have a shot of the crowd. Why is that? Because nobody's
0: there. I know, but some places I they know. are. Some places They're- more than others. And of course, people will say, "Don't you've got two daughters? Wouldn't you want them to dream of pursuing sports?" And and I go, "No, I want them to dream of being a corporate litigator and killing it financially. I want. I dream of them being a <laughs> cardiovascular surgeon. I don't dream of them being a two bit basketball player." <laughs> Sorry. Having, unless, to
1: go play in, having to go play, play in, in Russia, Russia. to, subsi- to right. subsidize your, yeah.
0: Unless yeah. unless that's my daughter's dream. And then I'd have to explain to her, look, bottom line is, you know, there are limitations in terms of the league. There's no limitations in terms of what you want to achieve, but there are certain limitations in life. That's all. and And, and that you'll never be able to overcome. So instead of being disappointed in those limitations – do something them, else. Accept them and do something else. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: yeah. Also, but wait, wait, last last thing before we get, um, I saw something. I saw a commercial during the uh, finals, and I said Scott Lynn's head is going to explode. Did you know they're going to have a show with Joe Tessitore and Rob Riggle?
0: Oh, I talked about it here on the oh ZAPEcast. It it's, should be called Steph... Nobody
1: Wants to Watch This.
0: No, it's Steph Curry hosting it. Called Holy Moly. Do you know what this is? I
1: just saw, I just saw Rob Riggle and Joe and Tessa tour, And I was like, this it's, is the worst thing ever.
0: It's Steph Curry. And it's a show called Holy Moly. Cause he's a big golfer too. And it's a giant human sized putt, putt course that is akin to the game show. Wipeout. In fact, I think they're using the same set on the lake in the Hollywood Hills where they filmed wipeout. And it's going to have a bunch of golf themed shit. And so I laugh my ass off because who hates Steph Curry more than life itself? Steve Solomon, my producer. Who hates Joe Tessator more than life itself? My co-host, Scott Lynn. Who is completely neutral if not positive on both guys? Me. I'll watch that shit. Why not? And I like the show I... Wipeout, Jay. Do you ever watch Wipeout? Ugh. Once. <laughs> you like Joe Tessator? I'm test positive. I don't, I'm not a super fan. I'm okay with him. I, I would rather have him than Al Michaels because Tessator understands how to punch up big plays. His calls are clean. Are they over the top? Yes. But they're clean. The receiver is Ugh. correct. The, the cadence is there. The energy is where you need it. Way better than rambling Al Michaels, in my humble opinion.
1: Rob Riggle and Joe Tessitore. That show screams kill yourself instead of watching it. Bro, because he's he's horrible. Rob Ribbles not funny, or so. That's okay. He's got a great agent though. Great, his agent is awesome. You should you should find out who his agent is and hire that guy.
0: <laughs> All right, Hank Haney. This when I saw this <laughs> when I saw this Jay, I laughed my ass off. I said, Wow, God has a sense of humor. Hank Haney gets suspended from a SiriusXM radio job for saying, I can't name six keyword ding players in the LPGA tour. But if I had to bet somebody for the U S women's open, I'd bet a Korean ding. And I'll take one named Lee ding who wins a Korean named Lee. Who's got a six in her name because she's one of six exactly named Korean players who came out of the K L P G a get the fuck out of here. Basically Hank Haney got suspended for being the for greatest the for being the greatest Nostradamus ever. Like, there aren't 30 Lee's that were in the US Women's Open. There was like four. And he nailed it. It's so fucking funny. It's great. And and I don't know what's gonna happen to him on Sirius XM. On the one hand, I don't think he's very good. And so fuck him. He's not really worth saving, but I, I do believe. You can't let the Christine Brennans of the world win. He's kind of a dick, isn't he? Totally. Totally. We talked about this on the Capital Golf Gang, me and Ron and the boys. And, you know, Ron's take was, look, he's not very funny. He's not very creative. So he's fallen into being a, a shock jock of sorts, a shtick actor. And this was his shtick. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't watch the women. They suck. I bet there's a bunch of Koreans. I'll pick one of them. Ha, ha, ha. And, of course, people went off the deep end like Christine. Christine, you know, said he should be banned from setting foot on any golf course in America.
1: Oh, my God, Chris. Okay.
0: That's, <laughs> that's, that's reasonable. That's a
1: bit much, Christine. That's a bit much. <laughs> Don't
0: you think? Yeah. I mean, it's like, wow. And, uh, by the way, so somebody looked it up. Do you know how many articles on the LPGA Christine Brennan's written this year? one zero okay she's written like six or seven on the uh pga tour it's just can you
1: name more than two lpga
0: uh, (sighs) players? a couple i i kind of know them because i'm a golfer and i do watch i do watch the gals obviously lexi thompson michelle we is out there some of my favorites are no longer out there like
1: um who are the hot ones
0: well, Paula Creamer, the future ex Mrs. Zabin, as I like to call was that her,
1: the, the Pink, the pink Panther, pink. Oh, yeah! My goodness, she was gorgeous.
0: Yeah, uh, Paula Creamer. Uh, Paula Creamer is one. Morgan Pressel is out there. Morgan had to uh, qualify yeah. herself on the tour. Um, you know, I, I watched the Solheim Cup. That's how much of a golf Ooh. nerd I am, and I'm totally into it. You you can't get that's like the monkey brains of sports foods, Jay. To watch Solheim, that is the most exotic. That's Andrew Zimmern, weird foods. Sports you know what? I can't,
1: I can't say anything because I may or may not have watched uh, uh, pro baseball from Japan at one in the morning.
0: Yes. So that's your monkey brains.
1: Yes. So, okay. yes. so here's, I can't really talk.
0: Here's the question feedback. I want emails on this. What is your sports monkey brains that you'll say? Oh, yeah, I eat that. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and everyone else looks at you like oh jesus christ really oh disgusting are you kidding me so for me it's it's uh it's a uh, solheim cup golf for you it is uh japanese baseball
1: uh, pro, yeah yeah the the, the, the uh, mlb of japan because you, you see a guy who used to be in the mlb and you go oh i remember him <laughs> and yeah oh yeah i will watch that
0: yeah. somebody would be like i watch dirt track racing on speed network
1: <laughs> <laughs> monkey brains <laughs> <laughs> or water polo
0: <laughs> oh yeah water polo be another one before we get to FTG anything else on your docket before we uh, really give it to somebody good and hard
1: uh, I was um, I, I saw something and I had to look it up because it was so outstanding and we're talking about pitching in the MLB and do you know what the greatest game ever pitched in the, in the major leagues was well of course you know.
0: Uh, and, uh, it it was oh, it was a no hitter in the World yes. Series that went so, ten innings and then they lost.
1: No, well, even better than that one. This was a regular season game. It was in July. Juan Marichal of the Giants goes up against Warren Spahn. Okay. The game went sixteen innings, Abe. Uh, I think one pitched like two twenty seven. The other had two twenty one. Warren Spahn gave up a home run to some guy named Willie Mays in the bottom of the 16th and lost
0: holy shit 16
1: really innings yes i said i was like this is the stat of the day and the greatest thing i've ever heard i had to look it up it was yeah i thought threw 227 pitches <laughs> that's can insane you, can you imagine <laughs> there aren't pitchers in the major leagues who throw that in two months
0: did Anymore. you see Did you see uh, Max Scherzer on Sunday yell no? Loved it. At...
1: Loved it. <laughs> because he's a, he, didn't want, he's, he didn't want to come out because he knew it was i and we'll blow it.
0: Right. Those shit heels were going to waste his stellar effort. And he sees Davey Martinez get on the top step. Doesn't even get out of the dugout. And he screams, no! No! <laughs> yeah.
1: Did you take calls on this? Did people go, Oh, what's Scherzer doing? Showing Davey up. Did he do did you get calls on that? Not, or?
0: Not, no, I did not take calls. If I did take calls, I'd flip it around saying, uh, should Scherzer be allowed to punch Davey in the jejunum for even <laughs> for even thinking about coming up to get him out of that game. His pitch count was in the one tens, one close to one twenty, but it wasn't two twenty, that's for sure. Didn't he also single in a run to like yeah, <laughs> like- and he was like, um, "I am not leaving this game. I'm three and five this year. My ERA is under four. I should be six and one." But these I assholes behind Scherzer. me. Yeah, I, I do love Max Scherzer. That one eye I, is yeah. that one eye is spooky though. The two colored eyes. It's something else. And yet, Jay. And yet, it's time to trade him because so you, you have
1: to. You're not going in. You guys got to go like sixty four and something. Yeah, to even can think about making the playoffs, and you're yeah. not going to do it. Yeah. So trade him now and stock up your stock up your minor leagues. That's how you do it.
0: Yeah, because you know what? You look at other teams. Like Nats fans will squint real hard and go, "I I think if we get healthy, we're a good team."
1: And no, then and then you not.
0: and then you say, "No, no, the Dodgers are a good team. They're 41 and 19. That's a good team for you right there." The twins are a good team. Look at their record. Those, those are what good teams look like. Do we look like a good team? The Yankees, the
1: Yankees have half of their roster. And they're still and they're really good. In first place. Yes.
0: Exactly. Yes. That's a good team. Okay, time for FTG. Stand by, Jay. So here we go. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Wait for it. Okay. I wish you could hear this. I wish so too. I'm not a good guy. guy. Um I'm the, the guy. guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Fuck, that, Fuck guy. that guy! Okay, Jay, who is your FTG for the week?
1: So uh, last uh, Thursday, we decide it's a nice night. There's a place called Brewsters. It's a it's a it's an outdoor ice cream place. Who's you we walk up? Me, the woman, and the dog. Okay. We decide to go. We all decide to go in the car and go to Brewsters. Five minute ride. So on the way to Brewsters, I change lanes from the left to the right. Clearly signal, and I look behind me. There was a Papa John's driver behind me and I didn't cut him off. Did not cut him off, but he thinks I did. Oh boy. So he pulls up, so he pulls up next to me and shakes his head.
0: Oh, he did. He did the dismissive head shake.
1: Yes. So I I roll the window down and go, is there a problem? And he goes, (laughs) and he goes, asshole's going to asshole. And I go, how about you get oh. out your truck and say that to me? Oh, my and he goes, God. And, and I was ready to go. And he goes, Why, nope, uh, white, guy, he white goes,
0: guy, black guy.
1: A white guy about 60. Oh, fuck. So I, I go, so you're not going to get out your car and say it? And he goes, nope, you're an asshole. And I said, look, dude, I'm sorry you've made some terrible life choices that you're <laughs> 60 and driving for Papa John's. But get out your car. <laughs> Light turns green. He goes away. So I'm stupid. So. Yes, that was the greatest. I had the greatest line. Yes. So we get we we get home and I go fuck this. I called his store, and I did the forty five year old white woman thing. I complained to the manager.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're you're like the white woman who calls the cops on a kid, a black kid, on a black kid selling lemonade without a permit. That's me.
1: That was that's what I did. And the guy was, and the manager gave me the. We don't, I was like, cause I said, you know, you're Papa John's. You really don't have a great reputation right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> I wanted him to get fired. That's what I really wanted, but I don't think Man. he did. But I just, I'm glad I did the, I'm going to call your manager. I, I was that, I was that woman ooh, for ooh. at least one night.
0: Jay, all I got to say is I can't top that. So I'm taking the week off from fuck that guy. Try to go more in peace and love in life. It's no good for your blood pressure. Which we're all battling high blood pressure. And you never know what kind of crazed psycho is on the other end of that truck. You know, God forbid he has a gun. Right? I wasn't even saying, you know. I know. um, In the moment, you're not thinking about it. No. But that's pretty good, though. You're like, okay, you want to get out of your truck and say that? He's like, no.
1: and, And he didn't. That's what I was
0: was like. I knew he
1: wasn't pussy because he didn't even think about getting out. So I'm like, all right, this guy has no heart.
0: Turns out he's a laid off CFO who needs a kidney transplant and he's working extra shifts just to afford his health insurance. Way to go, Jay. Way to go, buddy. Don't
1: don't run your mouth.
0: (laughs) Don't shake your head. He didn't run his mouth. He shook his head.
1: Don't shake your head dismissively to me. (laughs) Yes.
0: All right, Jay. We'll talk to you next week, buddy. Take care. All
1: right, Jay. Later. Bye-bye
0: you just never know who you're going to meet on the road it's the bottom line all right that'll do it for us today thanks so much for listening have yourselves a great monday see you tomorrow
1: at chief it we're tired of hearing new year new you fat burning secrets and lose weight fast the only thing you need to lose is self-doubt